You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from the third format, everyone's favorite buzzsaw. Vogel fam, we have uh, some very special guests back with us. This for a second time this season. If you go back to, I think it was September, Sarah, maybe September, something like that. Maybe before August. Before Christmas. Uh, yeah, way before Christmas. Uh, if you go back earlier this season, uh, we had Lynn Helding, John Nix, and Alan Henderson on to talk with us about the Nats science-informed voice pedagogy curriculum materials stuff um which which were launched at the national conference last summer and many of us have been using in our classes this school year Mm -hmm. um and they have returned to the podcast to tell us about now the nats science informed voice pedagogy institute I do better if I actually read those words rather than trying to remember what those words are in the order off the top of my head. Um, So first, just let me say, Lynn, John, Alan, of course, always welcome back to Vocal Fry. Let's remind everybody of the voices so everybody knows who. Just say hi and and remind everyone of our listeners what your voice sounds like. Okay, this is Lynn Helding. This is what my voice sounds like. Fantastic. Hi, Nick. Hi, I'm Alan. It's good to see you all. I'm here you all. Hi, it's John. Happy to be back here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he'll tell us more about Galadriel later. Um, <laughs> oh uh, gosh. Actually, that's next week's episode. Um, you all have the the pleasure of being Vocal Fry episode one ninety nine. Um, as I am going to launch this today. So this is actually episode 199. We will celebrate Vocal Fry 200 on Friday. Um, So anyway, all right. So (laughs) we we now have this thing announced. It's public information. It's on Nats.org. It's right on the homepage. You can read about it right then and there. Um, And I, 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 you know, the, the, the dates are this summer, June 25 to July 1. It's going to be great. Um, and let, let's set it up a little bit. Lynn, you want to you wanna take it from the top? Sure, I will take it from the top. Nick and Sarah, thank you so much for having us back. Oh, for yeah. One ninety nine. Always, always um, last. So I just, what I love is that we now have institute in this topic, right? We're not just talking about whatever we are going to call this thing. So we've dubbed it Science Informed because and i'm actually working on a def a sort of a definition for that so here's my working definition is that we as singers as singing artists and singing teachers um are sort of straddling these two worlds uh those of us who are interested in science we're interested in how the science can benefit our singing um and our teaching and so I think it's, um, I love I love the idea of it being science-informed rather than science-based. 
uh, because for me, science informed means thank you very much. I'm going to take, <laughs> you know, I'm going to take some information, some really good information from the physiology. I'm going to take some really good information from the acoustics of the vocal tract. I'm going to take some of the amazing, the stuff I'm interested in, which is how the brain works and processes that information. And I'm going to use it for my art. Um, but I'm not going to be bound by it. I'm not going to be stuck there because that is the beauty of art. The beauty of art is the translation. It's the interpretation. It's taking it beyond this fact-based black and white world that we humans love and crave. We like to put everything in a box, but yes. that's what, that's the beauty of art. Right. And sure. I think that we just cannot forget that, that that's also our job and our charge which is to enlighten through the experience of being human and some of those things that can't be quantified. So one of the quotes that I have in my head, it's not mine, but it's a beautiful quote from, um, from science, uh, which Daniel Gilchrist actually says, if it can't be measured, it's not science. Hmm. We'll stop, which is a nice, a nice way to think about it. Um, and I think, uh, if we just, well, you know, I saw John going, eh, you can talk about that if we want, John. But my point being, um, if we are bound by science, then we are kind of hemmed in. Whereas if we are, take our charge seriously as pedagogues, we, we work hard to translate that information. Um, but we work for the art of it and the communication of it and the emotion of it, I think. And I guess my my own personal opinion is I've always been led by Richard Miller's quote, you know, which is the one about um, you have to have the skills and the technique to speak your art, at least in some some modes uh, more than others. So we're really really excited about about this because, uh, and I know you were involved in this effort too, Nick. Um, all of us in on this. Uh, podcast were uh, co collecting these resources and um, we had four working groups and one of those working groups one of the charges was to find summer programs and workshops etc that were available for people to to attend mm -hmm. um, to learn more about voice science and what we found right away is it just aren't very many there are some big ones that take seven to eight to nine weeks or there might be a weekend here or there that's more like a workshop, but there really wasn't this kind of one or two week long uh, setting for people to come together and in an honest uh, mode of inquiry, really kind of dig into just even the basics of voice science and, and really answer some of these questions that I think in Nats, a lot of our members have honestly asked, which is, what's, what is the worth of voice science to me? What does it have to offer me as a singer and as a teacher of singing? And so that's what I hope um, we're going to be able to provide. Um, and before I hand the ball off to my colleagues, I just want to <laughs> say, when I was looking for some kind of quick acronym, I came up with SciPy. So we've got science, science? right sci uh -huh. and pedagogy institute so um for sci-fi lovers we got sci-fi sci how about so I, with that i hand it off well <laughs> two things one it would actually be civ pie 
Oh. Which I may, I, hopefully it just doesn't all run through the drain. Maybe it's a silent but, V. Silent V. Okay, great. It's French. Um, uh, but uh, it also, if you want to hear more about one of those longer programs, in two weeks' time, Vocal Fam, we will have on Lynn Maxfield, Brian Manternock, and uh, someone named Ingo Tietza. I don't know. I, I, I've never heard of him before. But <laughs> they will be on the program in two weeks to talk about Vocalage, Summer Vocalogy Institute. So if you are interested in one of those longer programs, because you really want to do some heady math, um, you should definitely, and, and among other things, actually, you know, some of you have been on the faculty of also of SVI before and, and this coming and we summer. still are. <laughs> so anyway, you'll hear more about that in two weeks. Um, but uh, go, go ahead, John, take it from there. Well, sure. So given the background that Lynn has just given us, um, we have kind of devised a schedule and, and I can also talk about some of the players. So uh, Lynn and I are kind of core faculty and, and Alan, um, you know, as executive director is also there. And then we, we've got the idea that we would have a, a rotating, you know, guest special teacher each year. And this year we've got uh, Amelia Rollins-Bigler, who's going to, you know, talk about uh, contemporary styles and class voice and lots of other things. So mm -hmm. we're excited to have her on board. and. Then our coordinator uh, for our site, which is at Logan, uh, Logan, Utah, at Utah State University, is Cindy Dewey. Yep. So our, our basic layout of how things are going to run, uh, uh, our dates are June the 25th to July the 1st. Um, and so we've got a kind of an arrival day there on Sunday. Um, and then the Saturday is just a partial day, but typically our Monday through Friday days will look something like this. We'd have a, a morning session from nine to noon. We'd have kind of a long, uh, long lunch. Um, you know, people are probably going to get into groups and and talk about you know things of interest from noon to two. Then we'd have an afternoon session, uh, two to about four thirty. Um, that could be lectures, they could be special topics, they could be activity oriented. Then we'll take a break uh, about 4.30 um, for free time. People who want to go work out, that would be me, or take a nap um, and eat and then come back at 7.30 to 9.30 uh, for some evening uh, programming, which uh, would include, you know, special topic discussions, um, master classes, and we're not just talking the master class of people up singing and a teacher working with them, but also masterclassing and workshopping how you teach pedagogy concepts. So that's Great. a big that's a big thing um, that we want to have uh, featured in this uh, in this summer's institute. Yeah. Uh, you know, so the first day on Sunday, um, you know, an introduction. So talking about the scope of the institute, history of voice science. Um, the three pillars, uh, physiology, acoustics, cognition, and the five systems, uh, respiration, phonation, resonance, articulation, and cognition. Um, some kind of getting some definitions down, mm -hmm. um, talking about, you know, what our goals are, um, laying out what the daily schedule is going to be, uh, some small groups, having a dinner, um, and then we start on Monday. Uh, talking about uh, alignment and respiration, 
Tuesday will be phonation and introducing acoustics. Uh, Wednesday will be voice acoustics, resonance and registration. Thursday will be articulation. Friday will be cognition. Um, and we're thinking that we'll have, you know, kind of a, a nice dinner in a, in a great location. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, then on Saturday, kind of a plenary session where we'd wrap things up um, and some closing remarks. And then people are free to, you know, do, do whatever, maybe spend a weekend in the mountains or something along those lines. You know, we've been uh, brainstorming special topics and activities, um, building community, um, voice acoustics for dummies, CCM pedagogy <laughs> for the classical trained singer, teacher, um, uh, teaching trans voices, voice health, teaching with technology. Uh, so we're still putting a few, as Alan would say, the meat on the bones of the mm -hmm. exact details of session by session. But sure. that's our basic plan that, you know, each day, Monday through Friday, would be one of those five systems um and uh you know that a variety of different presentation means through lectures through interactive things through you know master classes through workshopping how you teach concepts uh some special lectures so that's that's the poop i think am i forgetting okay. anything I mean, that's a lot. That's enough, even. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a jam-packed week, for sure. I mean, in and yeah. of itself. Um, I, I, you know, before I have some questions on that, but I mean, Alan, do you want to chime in with just some general stuff first? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think uh, the things that both Lynn and, and John have outlined are really the heart of everything. The things I would, two things I would really highlight uh, overall are, in Lens talk about you know what's out what the landscape of current things is out there there is absolutely nothing that is uh in this kind of format for those who teach voice pedagogy yeah you know right. all those all the other things she mentions all the other works really are either voice science more research focused or voice teacher centric mm -hmm. um so one of the Sure. Yeah. 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 Right. Some, some, something something like Shenandoah or Westminster, th things like those programs. Right. I mean, uh, and so one of the things that is really important, I think, about this, and and should really appeal to the, it should really appeal to those who already teach voice pedagogy, or who aspire to teach voice pedagogy at some point mm -hmm. in their career. I think this is a great opportunity, for, especially for those who are new to teaching voice pedagogy or might be assigned it as a faculty person in the near future yeah. uh, to really get a great grounding uh, in what's the latest out there about really how to teach that class and that takes advantage of all the research that we did with uh, with the, the groups over the last several years uh, in really delving into the content, putting the content together in an organized way and, and the work we, we will continue to do on that front. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's something that's really, um, really important. And and I think, secondly, the, the thing that John mentioned about this idea of getting feedback on your teaching of pedagogy concepts. I hear that from people all the time when they contact. Yes. 
how can I get some feedback about, I think I'm doing this right. Yeah. I, uh, you know, and so I'm often the connector of people and I'm, well, why don't you, why don't, let me connect you with John or let me connect you with Nick or let me connect you with Lynn or any other number of people, depending on what the inquiry is that I get. Yeah. But, uh, and we have such a great network within that's of people who are giving and other time to mentor but this is really a great opportunity to to just put it out there you know and be one of those guinea pigs and say okay i'm going to give you my 10 minute 15 minute lecture on yeah. on this topic that i do and and have, you know let me have your feedback on that and i i would like to just add to um just for for the listeners that we, we are going to be approaching this through the lens as alan said of people who are currently teaching pedagogy or are soon to be asked or tasked <laughs> or tapped to teach pedagogy but i think there's still we have a very much y'all come kind of feeling too even though we're going to string it through that lens we would like other any other singers or teachers of singing that want to learn more about this are certainly welcome Definitely. oh and i we should say one other thing uh, which is uh that our model going into this was that um myself and john would be the two main teachers and alan you know of course alan is the wizard of all other things <laughs> and is going to add some really interesting talks about building community but we also built the model um, because we're, we're this is the inaugural by the way the inaugural institute so it's not a one-off right so we're hoping as we go forward the model right now is that we'll have a, a rotating um guest faculty position and the the uh, the person uh, this year is Amelia Rawlings Beegler, who many of you know, and so mm -hmm. we're just thrilled to invite her. She'll be giving some sessions as well, particularly sort of in the evening sessions, um, you know, around around some of the more structured lectures that we give. So, um, with her on board, and also want to again give a big shout out to Cindy Dewey. This actually, speaking of history, this this was our baby. We talked we talked about this probably 10 years ago and we've been working on it and working on it and then some things like life intervened and then sure. covid yeah. intervened and yeah. you know it just we things. just kept yeah a few things sarah you yeah. think and then yeah. it was like we finally sort of thought this is starting to be too too big and too important and just really needs um gnats you know structural help so really thrilled um, when we went to um, to Alan and to Diana Allen and also Carol Blankenship, who was our you know immediate past president, and they were all immediately on board and enthusiastic. So, you know, this is a I guess what I would want our listeners to know is that this has been a long time incubating. We've thought about it an awful lot and kind of have been planning it for a long time. So mm -hmm. we're just, we're thrilled. We're thrilled that it's happening finally. And um, sure. on a, on a side note, I actually have some questions, but on a side note, if you've never been to Utah vocal fam, I remember <laughs> when the national conference was in Salt Lake city and I just kept, and I mean, I've spent time out West. I mean, I remember I apprenticed for two summers in Santa Fe vocal fam, but I'll tell you what, Utah is kind of a singularly spectacularly beautiful place. Yeah. 
sure. if I may. Uh, it's yes. definitely also one of the advantages I always see everybody at SVI doing is all the hiking and stuff uh, oh. in their little bit of free time where they should be doing their math homework. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's it's you're you're kind of actually overwhelmed with how beautiful Utah is, yeah. uh, particularly in the summertime. I wouldn't want to go there in the winter personally, but I don't like to go anywhere in the winter where it's not <laughs> at least seventy degrees. Anyway, uh, I have a couple of questions that I, you know, just thinking about this, um, based on, you kind of answered my first one already, which was, you know, let's say I'm a, you know, uh, just thinking through, like, I'm a longtime pedagogy teacher, I'm a, I know I'm going to teach pedagogy for the first time, but also thinking of, like, what if I'm a singer out there, I have a faculty appointment kind of recently, I have never even taken a pedagogy course. Is this mm -hmm. person going to come in and be lost? Or, I mean, like, are, are, we, are they going to be able to orient themselves? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, you know, you kind of said, like, thinking of someone who maybe is going to newly teach pedagogy. You know, obviously you're not, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm just curious what, what your thoughts on that are. John, go ahead. Yeah, I would say... Um... We absolutely would like that person there. Um, we can give them, I hope, uh, a really good start. And uh, certainly we could also point them towards the resources that we have uh, with the Nats Science Informed Pedagogy Resources. Mm -hmm. um, someone who's coming there, you know, with that uh, kind of background, it's like, Am I going to feel comfortable? I think you're going to find a, a welcoming group of people who who know that people are coming at this at various entry points. And uh, to say, I'm thrilled that you're fascinated about this, that you want to learn. Uh, we're going to try to get you off to the best start we possibly can. Um, and yeah, whether, whether you teach pedagogy or not, if you've got a faculty position, um, you know, being able to talk with your colleagues um, this is going to help build your vocabulary, some common language to talk about things. So uh, I'll leave it to Lynn, who probably has some other thoughts on that. Well, line. my first thought was Nirvana. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, smells I, like I, Teen Spirit. I'm stuck. Yeah, no, I just, totally. Sorry. I just uh, I mean, I think wherever a bunch of singers are gathered who are interested in being better singers, and therefore being better guides and coaches and teachers, it's just um, nirvana. But I will add too, I think one of the things that distinct, and I'm gonna speak for myself, I am so not speaking for John Nix, who I respect and admire, and Alan, who just astounds me with his energy. Alan, do you ever sleep? I <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I would like to know the same answer. Like, just like, he was taking a nap while you were talking. Oh, thanks, John. There, there went my ego. But my, I just wanted to say that I think um, through my experience of being involved in certain, you know, just interest groups, I guess. You know, I remember I was actually in the original Vocal Friars group. That dates me. <laughs> literally original like the five people around the table with don going uh um and trying to like figure out what name we were going to be and we went oh why don't we call it you know he loved that but <laughs> he we did had, we he had, dearly he did. did and we had some early you know workshops that didn't always go so well 
I think, because we already started too, too high. It was just pitched too high. So I don't, again, I am not, I'm so not speaking for John Nix on this, but from my perspective, which is probably why I got interested in the cognitive stuff in the first place, was, you know, how do we take, you know, physics, right? How do we take the physics of the uh, uh, the vocal tract and, and translate that for people so that a they can even understand it which is you know important but more importantly for most singers is why do i care how can i use this and i've learned over the years of teaching these classes here at usc that's been in my all my student evaluations that's the most popular component is my what do i care at at, at the end of every lecture i have a what do what why do we care Nice. And we have an open Q&A and that's the time that we can really dig into some of these concepts. And I think um, that's what I would like the listeners to know, too, is that um, I've seen those set up as there are no stupid questions. And then you ask a question and it you feel stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, oh, and so we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. And we want to make sure that we're pitching this um, really as a gateway. You know, we're not going to be starting way up here uh, that some of our other programs do, um, which is fine. They have their their place. But I think what what is needed and what is desired from what I can tell um, in my work of, you know, sort of looking at our membership and what, what do they want? You know, what do they need? I don't think we need to keep selling people on the worth of science. I think they get that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what they what they now want is like, okay, okay, I buy, I, I'm, I'm bought in, but right. how, where do I go to get more of this information? And you know, it, what what people want is not a book. They don't want a book. They don't want more articles. They want to be with other people in a learning environment. So that's another thing that's come up is people asking if we're going to be virtual. And so the answer is we're not this year because we're not Mm -hmm. set up. But I would also say, you know, this came up in my TA meeting last week that they said, can we teach any lessons virtually? And I said, you know what, I'm going to say no. And the reason I'm going to say no this year is because we've all had our fill of Zoom for the last two years. Let's embrace the fact that we can actually be together in person. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to look towards that because it's such a valuable um, modality, you know. Um, and I'm, I think Alan should talk about that. But but for this first year, we are going to be together in person in this beautiful place. And we hope, I really hope that we can use this sort of gateway idea, you know, so we're not starting up already above people's heads. Okay. I think we've all been okay. places where we, you know, kind of drink from the fire hose. Uh, <laughs> we've all done, we've all been there. We've all done that. And I, listen, um, I was, a, I was a 26 year old doctoral student in Don Miller's house. I remember. Yeah, right. So, you know, so at drinking from the fire hose. Uh, yes. We don't catch everything the first time yeah, when we're sure. in, in environments like that. But well, what we do get out of that is, you know, we do get all the content, but also we get the relationships that we're building with our colleagues. Yeah. And we begin to understand and figure out our subsets of colleagues who are really good at X or Y or Z. And they can really help us after the, you know, either after the Institute or as we're teaching in the middle of the semester, 
and we run up against a roadblock or some really smart student who, you know, is there just to make us feel inadequate by, <laughs> by asking some really deep question that sure. we're not really prepared to answer in that lecture. And we say, you know, let me get back to you. Uh, you know, so that, yeah, I, th I think that's another aspect of this experience that just is going to be really important for people. Uh, yeah. Sure. Well, and also nice to meet people who are in the same boat as you, you know, some other people that are also just starting out with pedagogy so that you're teaching it potentially that, you know, maybe a few weeks in you're like, did you try this? Did, how did that go? Oh, I tried this. And it actually like, this worked really well with my group. Like, I don't know. It, it's very nice to meet other people who are kind of in the same boat as you. Yeah. In addition to people who have really nice boats and have <laughs> sailed them for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I think this, now that we have the resources that we put together and that we've worked so hard on, mm -hmm. it is going to, moving forward, it's going to be a much easier journey for our colleagues that come behind us that begin to teach post Yeah, as, as we continue to build out that structure and how it progresses in the graduate arena and some of those things, then again, it, it's just going to make it so much easier for our colleagues in the future, and for us who have been teaching it a while and, and want to kind of refresh it, reorganize the content. Yes, we've, John. We've also you know, talked about the idea of at some point down the road that we might have a kind of a tiered system or white, you know, like hmm. one year we might do undergraduate focused and then this next year we might do graduate or we might have two tracks or you know we've we're playing around with how that model might play out so you know people who could come one year and they you know kind of get the you know the entry level you know and then you know or the person who's been teaching ped for 10 years and can't afford to go spend the summer in utah or something but you know, I could spend uh, uh, the whole summer in Utah, but they could spend a week in Utah, Right. you know, and they say, I want to up my game, you know, or we're starting a new grad program and that we could meet them at that level as well. So I think that's further down the road, but, but just to tell the audience that we hear that there are going to be other needs after we meet this initial one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course, of course. I'm wondering, um, you know, thinking about the idea that you all threw out of some of this idea of literally giving people kind of the chance to masterclass some of their own teaching of topics, I think mm -hmm. is is just phenomenal. I also wonder, you know, some of the resources include great assignments. Like, I wonder if you might even give attendees the chance to, like, kind of do some of the assignments live, like, while you all are there. I mean, so because, you know, one of the things you learn so much as a professor doing your own assignment. <laughs> Let me tell you what, you learn, oh, I forgot to put this in the assignment. Oh, I'm <laughs> terrible. I, yeah, you and John, you and I have never done that. Um, but, uh, you know, that might be a fun, a fun also, you know, thing for you all to do. Um, but, you know, thinking about it, too, I mean, obviously, you know, a, a week is great, but a week is also only a week, kind of to speaking to your topic, John. And I'm wondering if maybe um, we could work with our committee, too, our National Mentoring Committee, to set up like specifically a route to y'all officially through the Nats National Mentoring Collaborative 
that if I am teaching pedagogy, I could get to, or, it, you know, if, if not you all, if you don't have the time to certain designees who maybe we could literally work that in that the National Mentoring Collaborative could easily could be used. And then you have some designated time, um, you know, and instead of uploading lessons, you could upload lectures, you know, or, or whatever. It might be a nice way as a follow-up uh, for folks to use a system we already have in place in that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that is something that we discussed as we were making the uh, the materials, you know, the the sci uh, science informed uh, pedagogy resources was, you know, it's great to say, OK, here's a whole bunch of stuff for you to enhance your curriculum or our syllabi. But how are you going to implement those and and helping people, you know, make that next step of how do I implement this? And, and I think we'll have people attend this and they'll say, this was great. I just need someone that I could call, you know, my lifeline. Okay, <laughs> Acoustics Day is coming up. Uh, can you look at my handout and see if this is okay? You know, or hey, would you come guest lecture in my class? You know, this is, yeah. you know, those, sure. that kind of thing. And I think, yeah, the, the, the mentor program that we have in place in Nats, which uh, meets that need, you know, we have the Nats intern program, and this was something when we pitched this idea to to Diana and to Carol and to Alan, you know, we have the Nats intern program, which mentors people, um, you know, kind of probably early in their career with uh, their teaching. Yeah. And then this is a way to help people wherever they are in their career with starting or enhancing their pedagogy and teaching uh, in a classroom and then since the Nats mentor teaching thing follows people who maybe have gone through the intern program or can't go through the intern program um, and giving them help that a likely extension would be then to also have pedagogy mentors. Yeah. Um, so, yep. I'd like to jump in on that and say too, there's the other end of the spectrum, right? There are people that are have been teaching pedagogy for a really long time. <laughs> Yeah, and have heard the call. You know, I always um kind of hark. I use the Richard Miller's article that he published in Sadoloff's first uh, pedagogy book, which is the what is uh what is the responsible singing teacher in the age of voice science supposed to teach or whatever that quote is. But um, the obvious answer from Miller was, you know, everything <laughs> we're supposed to teach <laughs> everything, and I think that you know I think that that. Um, that's been heard, you know, loud and clear. And there might be also another demographic out there of people who've been teaching a really long time and really want this new science informed aspect, but they just don't know where to go to get it. They don't know how to yeah. come in the door. And I, I, that's a demographic I would love to see because if you're a teacher, you're a lifelong learner. And um, it's just kind of a beautiful way to push the reset button. Even if you're five years from retirement, you know, maybe the last five years will be a whole different ball game. With and and it also, I would say, you know, burnout is real. That's a mm -hmm. real term, you know, from psychology. And 
Um, yeah. You know, we even published an article on it in the Journal of Singing a number of years ago, and uh, that is a great way to push the reset button on burnout at your job. Is is not only you know, sort of to get back to what Alan said. So it's not only just pushing the reset button on the content, but it's being together with other people. Oh yeah. You know, and having the right, having oh, yeah. those social times and making those social connections that just might give you enough juice to, you know, go the next five years. You know, John, go ahead. Well, I mean, thinking along those lines, uh, exactly what Lynn has said. I mean, I've been doing stuff on vibrato now for about 15 years. Hot minute. (laughs) And um, it has been so wonderful um, and refreshing and mind blowing to then pair up with, um, you know, uh, Yvonne Redmond and to Josh Glasner and to Theodora Nesterova and bring fresh new, um, and I hate this term, but I'm gonna use it, lenses upon the topic. Um, and that is what's so refreshing about getting together with, with like-minded people who are maybe struggling with some of the same questions and, and um, yeah, to, to not only push that reset button on your content, but just to get that shot in the arm of of new enthusiasm, you know, getting you fired up about uh, ways to improve your teaching, even though you've been doing it really well for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, look, every time I get to go to the National Conference or the Voice Foundation or whatever, I mean, it is rejuvenating. And I mean, this will be another opportunity to do to do just that, you know, um, I mean, this sounds like such a great opportunity. The total cost, even with housing and and the meal package, is about fourteen hundred bucks. Is that right? Thirteen thirteen hundred bucks, something like that. Fourteen hundred bucks. Um, you know, uh, you can get more about this on the Nats website. I mean, it's right on the homepage, Nats Science Informed Voice Pedagogy Institute. I mean, it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, I mean, just just confirming from from my my perspective. I mean, you know, Lynn and John and Amelia and Alan are all absolute monsters in our field, and they're all great. Mm-hmm. And they've all been on the podcast in their own right. You can go back to you know solo episodes with them, or mm-hmm. or you know group episodes with them, or whatever. They're they you know. Um, this is going to be a, a spectacular week this summer, um, and you should definitely consider doing it. I kind of like how it is packaged about the week where we normally do the national conference. Yeah, so you might um, already have it sort of uh, open. Yeah, but um, uh, it's uh, you know it's going to be absolutely fantastic. You know, the one thing um, that I might just suggest, I don't know if y'all have thought of this, you probably all have, and I'm just whatever, but (laughs) something that I have found a challenge for a lot of people who become voice pedagogy teachers um, is how I, as the voice pedagogy teacher on a faculty, interact with the other voice faculty. And y'all might want to include that that week <laughs> because it it, it, it it does take a certain skill oh, of yes, how I does. communicate. Not yeah. all, and I'm not just I don't mean just about like lesson observations, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, just asking people, hey, can can my students come observe in your studio? But like just the actual interpersonal dynamics of you're That's, the person yeah. teaching their students to teach voice. Right considerations from years of experience sure well you know can i just say something about that please (laughs) please since i mean i kind of um i think 
my really first, uh, I don't know what that expression is, the line in the sand, the, the, when you like go to the moon, you plant your flag, you know, Yeah. was, uh, was this art science divide, you know, and I've just been there ever since. And it's just been a really dynamic place to be. It just came out of a meeting where we talked about that mm-hmm. to some degree. And um, I think, you know, it, I think that is a so glad you mentioned that, Nick, because it does need to be talked about. And I think there are ways. I mean, there are easy ways, like take your colleagues to lunch. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but the way that I handle it, honestly, I'm going to hearken back to this because I really believe in it, this idea of science informed, you know, if you if you come in as the I am the science based teacher and I've got these <laughs> rules and regs that cannot be questioned or judged or talked about, you're probably not going to be really welcome <laughs> in. Sure. And sure, you know sure. I'm thinking about those things right now because we're involved in a in a voice search on our committee on our campus right now. And you know this time where the people are coming to campus and you're watching them teach and you're envisioning mm-hmm. what they're going to be like as colleagues. So it's very much on my mind right now. And um, they're kind of asking too. They're like, "Wow, you have a voice science course that's required of all your majors. What's up with that?" And, you know, I always start every fall semester in that required course with the, with the topic you've brought up, Nick. And um, I'm happy to say that my colleagues, we, we love each other. We really do. We love each other and respect each other. And um, that is more important to me than anything. Sure. And so I always start every class by just kind of talking about, I talk about the history of the field. I talk about how and why people get their science or their singing information, you know, and that some people's personally personal journey involves that science and some doesn't. And, you know, how we're going to continue to sort of uh, remember that the artistic experience is as important (laughs) as the scientific information. Yeah. you know, right. And the thing is, I don't even think they're apples and oranges because that's at least both fruit. <laughs> There's like <laughs> apples and I don't know, you know, apples and something else. But to to try to try to get along and make sense of it um, is itself an artistic endeavor. So if you look back at the history of science and how science started, it starts with curiosity. It starts with people asking questions and being open to the answers that they encounter. And so I sort of try to to go down that track and help them understand it's not an either or proposition. And that is possible to have a very fulfilling artistic life at the same time you're dipping in and out of the science world. It's actually a really wild ride <laughs> if you approach it that yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and I mean, so often just even presenting them on the science front things, the the the, the mere fact that good science w- seeks to disprove itself. Yeah. You know, right. rather than prove that it's right, um, yes. which it's very bad at doing. Um, so anyway, no, that's wonderful. I mean, anyway, that was just one of the thoughts I had as as we were talking about this tonight. Um, you know, thank you all so much for, for coming on and sharing with us. It's going to be a great week. Um, registration is open until middle of June or early June. And so we, we, they have some time to register still. Um, but it does look like, I mean, if, if enrollment all of a sudden kicks in, you might cap it at some point. I mean, maybe. So try to get your registration Sooner. taken care of soon. Um, limited capacity. Okay, perfect. 
perfect. Um, well, it'll be a great week, and I mean, even Sounds just fabulous. Um, even Cindy Dewey, I'll put in a good word for her too. So I mean, it'll be a <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be a fantastic week, um, and uh, it will uh, just be fantastic. Um, thank you so much for for giving your time and, yes. and for leading this charge. I'm I'm glad that Nats is doing this. I think it's an important. Uh, endeavor as an organization that that we you know kind of seek to continue our mission of, of educating and uh, even if that means educating about education which <laughs> is go. strange in and of itself but uh, no it's, it's what we do right yeah so anyway sure. all right any last words from you all thanks for having us Nick and Sarah it's great to talk with you always a pleasure yeah great seeing everybody Absolutely. All right. And uh, uh, Vocal Fam, we will be back with you. Sarah, what you have for breakfast? Oh, see, it was a weird one today. It was really it's weird. Sunday. It's Sunday. Yeah, it's a weird I hate to day. I hate to admit to this. I actually um, I had hummus for breakfast this morning. Was it chocolate hummus? No, Please it was no. not okay, chocolate hummus. I haven't had chocolate hummus in that chocolate a while. Hummus is gross. It is delicious, friends. No, chocolate. No. Look, look, it's been a while since I had chocolate hummus. First no. off, but it oh, legitimately tastes like brownie batter. No. but that's a thing for a different day. Oh, this morning gosh. was just normal hummus. With oh. you can get these pita chips now that are like veggie pita chips. They're okay, made with sure, vegetables. Fine, so yes. I don't know. I just woke up this morning and everything sounded horrible. Oh. But I knew if I didn't eat anything, I was gonna be grumpy. Gosh. And there we ended up. Okay. Anyway, so it was weird. Anyway, vocal fam, uh, we will be back with you next week. Guess what? It's episode two hundred next Whoa. week. What? Um, and will Vanna and, White and Pat Sajak be here or something like that? <laughs> no, but there might be a shout out from John Nix on the episode. I'll tell oh, you. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't know about Pat Sajak. I don't have a. I don't have a Pat. Sajak I haven't Sajak. actually pre-listened to any of these shout outs, so I feel like I'm gonna be like a, a mess. Well, someone had to edit. Them. I'm gonna have to put like waterproof mascara on that day. Um, <laughs> Maybe I, I don't I know. I got one for you. Speaking of Pat and Vanna. Um, I almost went on a blind date with the girl who beat Vanna White for Miss Myrtle Beach. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Almost. I was gonna, I, we were gonna, we were gonna go, we spoke on the phone <laughs> and I ended up not going to Myrtle Beach. She still lived there and I ended up not, not going, but she was a friend of a friend and there you go. My, my Man. brush with greatness. I, I once uh, snickered my way onto a golf course in Pebble Beach because I had made a tea time there, but it actually turned out that it was the golf course of the same name five states away. But I was like, oh, but I made a tea time. I know I did on this newfangled thing called the Internet, and I know I did it. No, sir, you didn't, but uh, we'll try to squeeze you in. And so we, uh, anyway. Wow. Uh, Myrtle Beach. Anyway, all right, Vocal Fam. So we'll be back. And then in two weeks' time, Summer SVI, uh, Summer Vocology Institute feature. And uh, then the week after that, uh, we just recorded an episode with Dana Zenobi last Friday, which will air that. But you will hear it. Um, in a few, in a few weeks. weeks. And uh, it's going to be, it's a man, it's a big spring, Sarah. Gosh. It really is. Oh, man. And it just all keeps right. going. It does. It does. All right, Vocal Fam. That's it for us. Mm -hmm. Peace.